Well, welcome City Life Church to another fifth Saturday online church experience. As you know, uh, part of our dream that we have here at City Life Church is for Jesus to be easy to find in our city. And we know we've got to do some practical things to make that happen. We can't just stay here at 311 Selden Road. So on the fifth Saturday, we're out doing service projects and outreach in our community. Uh, but we still know we have an online church community that might not live here in Newport News. And so we always want to have a worship experience just for you. And so we have a treat tonight as part of the sermon time. We want to talk to you about Niger, Africa. And so I have two of my very good friends here, Brennan and Katrina Thaler, who are part of City Life Church. Uh, but they are also very connected uh, to this ministry in Niger uh, called Link. And so Brennan is going to take just a couple of minutes. Brennan, tell us a little bit about who Link is, what they do, and how are you connected to them? Okay. Um, so Link is uh, stands for Leading Individually Niger to the Kingdom. Yep. And so the vision of that is that we are going to see Niger become a Christian nation. Yeah. And if you go on a team with my dad, he will say it over and over again. And so I mean, it's something that we really believe is that there's just going to be this flip and that just through what the way God is moving there and the way the, the link is working, that um, that Christ is just going to outpour in the nation. Yeah. And so that is the heart. That's the vision of what is going on there and what we get to see. And so what they do, um, they have several different programs, but Live 1024 is kind of the fundraising end okay. of the ministry. And so that um, raises money to um, do different projects. It's a, they have a five-fold focus. So they have, um, they have health and they have orphanages, micro-businesses, education, and water. water. Yes. Yes. Clean water. Clean, clean water is a big issue yes. in developing countries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so those are the fivefold focuses that they focus on. And so through that, we work with over 60 partners. Yes. And we, um, so it's not just us going, building a well, finding yes. water, but we're um, raising money and then working with yes. um, partners. The people who, are, who live there. Mm -hmm, yeah. Who are yeah. already doing the work. Right. And we're coming alongside them. Yes. It's based off of Hebrews 10.24. Yes. And which is about spurring one another on. And so coming together in partnership and just spurring each other on, um, connecting and partnering to be able to do that work. And so then there's Schools for Niger Africa, which um, raises money to build schools and provide Christian education there. And then we also have Link Missions, which right. sends people. So, so one of the things that I was impressed with was the fact that they're working with those over 60 partner organizations. So there's great ministries doing great work and Link is doing some of that work, but then they're also resourcing some of those other groups. There's a real sense of working together mm -hmm. there that I was impressed with. Um, but the other piece too is that they are, um, like James in the book of James talks about, don't just tell people about Jesus if they're thirsty and naked. You need to give them something right. to drink, give them food to eat, give them clothes to wear. And so Link does a lot of telling people about Jesus, but also just meeting practical needs for people. 
So I was, I was very impressed with that. So you were kind of born into this ministry, we could say. I was. Yes. You, I was. It was inherited mm-hmm. so, by, your, by your dad. And then you've married into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so you just went on. You've been how many times? I think I've been 10 times. 10 times. I've been mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. And then you just went on your first trip. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yes. So tell, Katrina, tell us about the trip that you all went on. Because every trip's different in the sense that it's unique because it's a different group of people that go. But they're also different because they have a different focus sometimes. So right. t- tell me about the trip that you went on. So we went on, it's called the Keystone Team, which is like the vision team. Okay. So it's kind of gives you a glimpse of what the entire ministry nonprofit is doing. And you get to see all the functional areas that Brennan talked about that they are reaching needs in. But it's more focused on giving you just a glimpse of those things rather than an entire service trip where you're kind of spending days at a specific orphanage or right. hosting like a Bible camp, but you're actually visiting the partners and you're getting to see the work being done. And it's a little bit shorter than the normal trips. Okay. Um, so on that trip, we got to actually visit the orphanages, visit the feeding centers, visit the schools. We got to see those places, but we were there for a few hours. We got to meet the partner leaders who right. have kind of worked in that area and got to talk to them. We got to hang out with the kids at the orphanages and get to actually feed people at the feeding programs. But we were there for kind of a shorter time. And the point was just to get a glimpse of what everything is going on there. So when you go, where where do you stay? Are you staying in a tent out in the middle (laughs) of nowhere? Are you in a high rise hotel in a city nearby? Tell me what, when you, if someone were to go on a trip like this, where, where, where are they going to stay? So we have a outreach center there. So it's called the Link Outreach Center. And it is, it is not, there's, there's elements, I mean, I guess closer to a hotel. Yeah. Um, but it's honestly just a great space that has been created because we do so many teams, but it's yes. also a place where other missionaries can yep. stay. So we stay in kind of like the dorm rooms that are there, but there's also apartments. Right. And so there's people who are living there for months at a time, yeah. some for years. And so it's a really cool place just um, with a lot of different ministry partners. It's another way that we can help missionaries and yeah. missionary partners there. It's good. Definitely not a tent. It's not no. a tent. It's no. safe. <laughs> it's safe. It's secure. Mm-hmm. It's temperature controlled because depending mm-hmm. on what yes. time of year, it could be very Which hot Which was there. really mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> There's staff. That, there are always staff that are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they it's, cook for you. They cook for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's behind uh, a gate, so mm-hmm. it's, it's very secure. So if people are thinking about their spouse going or maybe their... Uh, older children going that there's they don't there doesn't have to be a concern that there's a vulnerability there yeah and there's a security guard 24 7 right. outside so okay another with that in the wall yeah as safe as it can get now tell me a little bit about how you you decide you're going to go on a trip like this what, what are some of the things that you have to do to prepare practically so talk to me a little bit about your passport uh, are there medical things that you have to do before you go? Talk to me a little bit about that. So for people that are thinking about going on a trip like that, what, what are some of the things you should be thinking about? Yeah, well, you definitely need a passport. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. like the first step. Right, because some people don't have a passport. Right, and it can take many months to get that yes. in place. So it's good to start thinking about that even if a trip is the next year or in the future Yes. Um, to think about. And that's kind of the first thing needed. And then there are a lot of different medications that you need and vaccines to get, depending on what you already have. So some of them you probably already have if you're up to date, um, but there are definitely a few that you need that you wouldn't have like yellow fever. 
So yeah. do you have to figure all that on your own? I'm leading up to tell us about mm. Cindy Brookshire. <laughs> yes. I was just going to, I was just about to plug, um, just about that. Yes. So yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. So yeah, one great thing, especially with, because we have over 10 teams go a year, yes. is that we actually are able to have a full-time person on staff, Cindy Brookshire, who handles so much of this um, because we could not do it without her. She's and like the missions trip mom. Yes. <laughs> Even yeah. if she doesn't go, <laughs> she yes. takes care of everyone, doesn't she? And she'll normally mm -hmm. send you off to make sure you're actually yes, going. Yes, she in. shows right. up to send off all the teams. Yep. We would have only had half the travelers if it, was, if it wasn't for her. That is true. Um, <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it definitely is helpful because it's just a lot to do. Right. It's overwhelming. But luckily, you probably wouldn't even know about half the things you have to do because she takes care of so much. <laughs> right. And so, you know, you give information. She goes through, tells you what shots you need to get. She sends you email reminders and lists of right. things that need to be done. And even um, one thing that I've always loved is she even prints out what your, um, um, the, um, the application, yeah. The um, the application and the when you're in the airport, yes, the international. You have to fill out the like international. Yeah, she's already done all your your customs, customs forms. forms. Yes, right. She's she's the so in the airport mom. you don't even have to yes. think about. It. You just follow. Yeah. Just follow what she yeah. said. Yeah. All right. So the what what was your favorite food that you ate when you were on your trip that wasn't American food? Did you eat anything mm. that was Unique to Niger? Any mm. dishes? Did you get a little bit adventurous on your food? No? They did have, I think peanut chicken was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, some of the food is still very Americanized, yeah. but um, peanut chicken is one of my favorites. Okay. And it, it was definitely. Um, the first trip I went on in 2009, we went to a banquet and they cooked the whole goat. And wow. when I say they cooked the whole goat, they cook the whole goat <laughs> and they serve different parts of that goat to different people. So when you're going mm -hmm. through the line, you're like, please, I just want regular goat, not <laughs> the other parts of the goat. We'll just, we'll leave it at that. So, so tell me, how, how, how has this trip changed you? So for me, um, the trip, one of the biggest impacts of the trip for me was... Um, just there was actually someone there her name was sarah okay and she shared um at, on the last day of the trip and it was really cool because the ministry's been around for almost 20 years now yeah. and so she's someone who went to one of our christian schools that right. we partner with and she went through that education and now she's actually in medical school and so i was really inspired by her um she's just she was just really amazing. Yeah. And so it's one inspiring to see what the ministry has done right? and to see just um, the impact over a longer period of time. Right. But then there's another um, experience of just that she has this vision and um, this thing that God's placed in her heart to open a hospital. But she's like, she joked that it was almost like a trick because she wanted to give them healing so right. they would get to receive their real healing, sure. which was um, Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, and she, and it was cool. And the thing I loved and that has really stuck with me about this experience and her sharing is that, you know, she does not have a degree yet and she does not have a hospital. Right. And, but she is actually going and doing basic first aid at churches and okay. doing exactly what her vision is. Yeah. 
And so something that just so impactful for me was like, right. don't wait till you have all the things. That's so good. Um, <laughs> to go after yeah. what God has called you to do, but do the little things now that you can do. And that's going to happen. Right. Like she's going to have the hospital. Like I know that. Um, but she's, she's living out the vision yeah. and what God's put on her heart right now and doing basic first aid, um, going to churches yeah. and then sharing the gospel. So it's just something that has stuck with me and something that I want to hold in my life. Yeah. How about you, Katrina? How, how, how did going on this trip change you? I think kind of two ways I think about it. One is personally and then one is spiritually. Right. Because um, one, this was a very close trip because we had been talking about Niger for so long mm -hmm. together. And I knew Brennan's family had such a big history in Niger. And we've talked about it before we even started dating. So I kind of knew it was coming and we wanted to do a trip before we got married, but then COVID didn't let us do that. So we've been kind of anticipating this trip for a while. So firstly, it was really cool just to get to see the place I've heard so much about and get to see the other side of Brennan's life and family. Right. It was really like a big family reunion. Um, a lot of Niger even knew me before I showed up, yes. which was neat. And they were so welcoming from like the moment we stepped off the plane. They were just so excited that we were there. Everywhere we went with the entire team, so welcoming. Um, so getting to really see and be connected with that. And two of my sister-in-laws are from Niger, from the orphanages there. So getting yes. to see where they were from and getting to see the people that I've gotten to meet who've come back here, um, even gone to City Life with us a few times, that has been cool to see. Um, and get, get to know that family side. Um, so that was really cool for a personal kind of area. But spiritually, it was also really neat because I'd never been on a missions trip before. I've never been to a third world country. All of that was brand new. Um, and so just it, getting to experience a different culture was very neat to yes. sit with and get to process and reflect on. And just getting to see that these people in Niger were so passionate about the gospel and they were so excited to share the gospel, and that was kind of their biggest motivation in life. And mm. they were willing to risk everything, a lot yeah. of them getting even displaced from their families or having to find very hard ways of getting to share the gospel, but that was like their mission. Right. Like they were so determined to do that, and they were so excited to do that. And that was really inspiring for me to just think about how hard it is sometimes or how much I feel like I'm inconveniencing people to share the gospel yes. or how scary it can be. Right. But there are people that that is, they've made that their life mission and they're so willing to do that with so many barriers I don't have to have right. here. So that was really impactful and kind of challenged me a lot clean back of, you know, I have so many more opportunities. I don't have to be scared to scare, share the gospel right. in those ways. So what what's holding me back from doing that? That's good. So that was a really kind of impactful thing to process with afterwards. Yeah. If, if there's somebody thinking about going on a trip as we're kind of wrapping up, uh, what's one thing you could say to them to encourage them to uh, make that commitment? I would say really just praying about it and not letting the enemy's voice carry into your mind. Yeah. Because I think it can be very easy to talk yourself out of it. For reasons it's yes. not comfortable or you don't feel like you're spiritually ready enough or right. don't know enough of the bible to go right um, these are all things that i thought at one point in time but yeah. to realize that a lot of that's the enemy trying to get you away from an experience yeah. that god's supposed to meet you with in niger um, and really just to pray and be like what does god have for me there mm. and try to push away any thoughts that enemy might have 
That's to good. not get you to have that experience. It's easy to find a reason not to go, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very easy. <laughs> but I think if you had an opportunity to talk with Brennan, Katrina, other people who have been on a trip, not just a Niger, but any foreign missions trip, I, th- I think most all of us would say we were reluctant to go the first time. Um, but then after we went, we're so glad that we're so glad that we did. It, it changes it changes you forever, doesn't it? Um, and then there also there's also this thing called the Great Commission. Right? If we're if we're looking for the reason to go, uh, where Jesus has commanded us to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel, and so we want to do our part as a church, going to the places that He's created an opportunity for us to go. Uh, to tell people about Jesus and to uh, and to love them in His name, and so uh, thank you both for coming, being a part of this. And if you are a City Life Church person and you're here on the weekends, you will recognize Brendan and Katrina, and I know they would be more than willing for you to come up if you've got questions for them uh, that we didn't cover. Uh, in our time together. I know they would be glad to answer them for you. So hopefully we will see you uh, next Saturday after immediately following the service. There will be an informational meeting we're going to feed you. uh, And there's gonna be some staff people from Link coming from Richmond uh, to uh, here to City Life Church uh, to answer some questions and talk about some upcoming trips. And I hope to see you there. Heads bowed, eyes closed, hands folded. Sitting, standing, jumping, or kneeling are all ways I was raised to physically posture myself in a way of worship, representing a spirit surrendered to our Savior. Recently, I spent a week in Niger, Africa on a music missions team. Our first day started, we began setting up all our equipment. The pews filled, but they did not wait by sitting in silence. Instead, a medley of melodies rose from each voice, filling the church with a sound too beautiful to confine to lines of poetry, languages mingling in music, sounds of praise encompassing each beat of a drum, adjustment of sound, guitar string and key. This was authentic worship. Lifted to our Most High God, I felt the Holy Spirit say, Keep your eyes open. Don't miss out on this portion of my presence that is seen, heard, and felt. Seen in every smile, as bright as the patterns upon their clothes, God's presence dynamic. Each section of his sanctuary stamped with his spirit by singing saints, dedicating through dancing every corner in praise to Yahweh as we, instruments of his glory, turn a four-walled room to a temple. And why walk when one could dance? or hum when one can sing, heard in clapping of hands, stomping of feet, swinging of skirts, laughter and singing in various choruses and keys, instruments blending, creating melodies, felt in passionate prayers from pastors on behalf of nation and congregation in each God bless you exchanged after conversation from each child or adult shaking your hand in the welcome of unfamiliar faces extending warm embraces that no language barrier could block. That week is still teaching me to refuse to settle for a quiet, dare I say, dormant faith restricted to pews or living rooms. May we refuse to exist in a head bowed, eyes closed, hands folded state for how does that require faith? May this breath 
never miss a chance to worship. May this body never miss a chance to enter his gates in praise. May these eyes remain open to the moving of his spirit. May these hands never miss a chance to serve on behalf of Jesus. May these feet never miss a chance to bring the good news to those in need. May this life lead others in worship, making his presence seen, heard, and felt. Welcome back, City Life Church. We're so glad that you're still with us. Uh, we should start by saying happy birthday to Claire. Yay. Today's your birthday, but we're not going to sing. Crystal could sing, but I should not, because that would be bad. I should not either. Okay, all right, that's good. That's good. So, why don't you introduce yourself, mm -hmm. and then tell us how long you've been a part of City Life Church, okay. and then we'll pick up with some questions about Niger. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. I'm Crystal Jones. Um, you might recognize me from the worship team. I attend City Life, and this will be my 10th year Come on. being at City Life. Ooh, yeah. That's so great. <laughs> I'm Claire Michaud. I've been going to City Life for... Since 2007. Since 2007. Wow. Yeah, so how many years ago? You is moved here with us. I did. I don't this know, that's mad. Um, yeah. <laughs> Math since is 2007. Not my yeah, so a long time since long I was time. three. Yeah. <laughs> so oh you all God, just yeah. went on a trip to Niger. So we just talked to Brendan and Katrina. So they were mm -hmm. telling us all about the trip, yeah. the preparation for the trip. The one thing we didn't talk about with Brendan and Katrina, maybe you could talk a little bit about, is that these trips, uh, they're not free, yeah. right? You pay to go. <laughs> and so tell us, how do you raise money for a trip like that? Mm. Yeah. I know for me, I set up a GoFundMe, and that was really helpful. And then you're able to kind of disperse that link throughout social media, and then other people can share it too, um, which was helpful. And then I, they on their website, they have a letter template that you can kind of copy. And so I copied some sentences from that and then added my own. Um, and then I mailed that out to, like, family and friends um, asking for a donation. So... Yeah, that was what happened. And were you able to raise all the money? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like more than enough. Like yeah. I had to shut it down. Like I had to be like, I've got everything I need. That's so good. Yeah, it was amazing. I was blown away. Like I genuinely was nervous about that. But it, yeah, God definitely moved in yeah. people's hearts to donate. So. How about you, Crystal? Yeah. So mine, actually, I, I signed up late for the trip. Um, thanks, Claire. Um, she kept nudging me. But um, I signed up probably in October, so I had a shorter time frame um, to raise the money. And I did the same. I, did, I took the template, and I sent out all my letters to yeah. people I couldn't even think of or I hadn't talked to in so long. And um, I did the GoFundMe as well. And, yeah, I just I prayed over each letter, and I sent it out. And um, yeah, it just started pouring in. I think a week went by and I didn't hear anything. And then it just came flooding in. So I actually raised all my money in a month's so time. That's so good. Um, yeah, and actually overraised as well. Uh, the last little bit that came in was actually from someone who was on the team. Hmm. And it came out of the blue. So oh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he gave so me the good. last yeah. little bit that I needed. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. That was really cool. I forgot about that. I was a little bit short on like some of the like extra like spending money they recommend mm -hmm. having and then I got a call from Cindy who helps like orchestrate the chips. They know who Cindy is because okay. we talked about Cindy and <laughs> Cindy. With Brenda and Katrina. And we call her the missionary mom. Yes. Yes. She's the mom <laughs> of the trip. Perfect. She doesn't go but she's, yeah. she mothers yeah. everyone in a good way. Yeah and she was like someone on the team actually donated 
like the like amount I needed. Yeah. So it was so thoughtful. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have never met someone, and I'm old, 56. <laughs> I've been in vocational ministry since 1999, but have been doing foreign missions since 1991. So I've talked to a lot of people who have gone on trips. I've been on a lot of trips. I've never met a person who wasn't able to go on a trip because they weren't able wow. to raise the money. Yeah. If, if you if you feel like God's asking, asking you to go, he will make a way for yes. that to happen. Mm-hmm. He'll make a way for that to happen. So tell, tell us a little bit about, because your trip was different than mm-hmm. the trip that Brennan and Katrina went. They went on a Keystone trip, mm-hmm. which is like a, a vision trip yeah. where you get exposed to the vision behind Link and you go to visit all the different partner organizations mm-hmm. that they're they're working with, or most of them. To mm-hmm. Tell me uh, how your trip was different. What was unique about your trip that you all did? Yeah. Um, our trip was a music trip, so it was focused on, it was a worship team, and we performed, or like, did worship um, services at various local churches there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ours was, yeah, like she said, a music trip. Uh, we got to do workshops mm-hmm. uh, and actually see how, our worship was different than their yes. style of worship. Yes. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and we got to, uh, I think, was it like a conference? Or it wasn't a conference necessarily, but we sat with pastors yeah. and uh, discussed how they mm-hmm. wanted worship in their church to grow mm-hmm. and um, ways they could even uh, improve their sound with different things. So yeah. it was just cool to be able to uh, explain how worship happened here and how we mm-hmm. use music and everything. So it was just kind of cool to bring that over there and also yeah. take what they do back home with us too. So. We forget, don't we, that the way we worship in our churches, um, even though it is biblical in the sense of having a band, using instruments, singing mm-hmm. with our voices, dancing and clapping, that that all comes right out of the book of Psalms and other mm-hmm. places. But there's still a style mm-hmm. by which we do that. Yeah. And we forget that our style is not everyone's style, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so te- what was one of the, when you, so when you're mm-hmm. there, what was one of the ways that you found it to be different? Um, so I, of course, of course, when I first saw the dancing, yes. I was like, oh, what is this? We don't do this here. But I realized yeah. we kind of like, we just put almost like a standard on what is considered appropriate for church. Yeah. yeah. So when you go over there and you see the different dancing, mm-hmm. you say, okay. We I just do a little jumping up and yeah, down, right? Do. Yeah, But yeah. they take every form of dancing. Yeah. The whole and sanctuary. put it in the church, in the whole sanctuary. <laughs> go around the church. Yeah. Um, and Men then, and women alike. Yes. Men, men dance alike. just as easily there and, yes. and with the same liberty as women do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the men kind of start it. It's yes. beautiful. So, usually. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool is all the kids are in the service the whole time. And so yes. there's like a really old like person and then there's like a two-year-old just like dancing just going away, for it. like going yeah. for it around the yes. whole room. It's so cool. And usually a couple adults get all the kids lined up and they like lead them around the sanctuary mm-hmm. yes. and like praise and worship. And it was really cool was to cool. see. Yeah. They're 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 so free in their expression yeah. of their love for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's inspiring, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's so good. I, just also the instruments. That one church we went to, the first church, Oh yeah. they just came from the left with all these yeah. instruments. They weren't mm-hmm. there, and they had literally every instrument, and it was just beautiful. It was loud, mm-hmm. yeah. but it was beautiful yeah. just hearing all the instruments, and everyone could play anything. Yeah. So it was just amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I cried every day. I'm not a big, I'm not an, mm-hmm. an intensely emotional person, and uh, I'm like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> right? Who doesn't have a heart. But the uh, I cried every day there, multiple times a day, and sometimes because mm-hmm. you're seeing hard things, yeah. Yeah. right? Ch- children on the street and, and yeah. 
children that have been abused, when you're you're, you're seeing vulnerable people, mm -hmm. right, hurt and harmed, and that's hard. It's weighty. Um, but also, I just felt really close to God when mm -hmm. I was there. Like yeah. I, yes. I felt like I I was near Him every mm -hmm. moment of every mm -hmm. day. Yeah. And 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 it just it causes feeling to well up inside mm -hmm. of yeah. you. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. what was your most memorable experience? while you were there. It's, I know it's hard to pick one. Yeah. So pick, let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Mm -hmm. Share with us a memorable experience that you had while you were there. Cause I know there were several, there were many. Yeah. Hmm. Want to share yours first? Sure. <laughs> there was a moment and I know this was memorable for the whole team. Um, so our first day there, the like room before we had to set up all our own equipment and before we had even set everything up, like mm -hmm. before we had started to go into worship, the audience, like the whole room just started singing and like praising God and worshiping, even while we were setting up. Yeah. Um, and that was so memorable. I will yeah. never forget like walking into this like, um, like open concept, like mm -hmm. concrete, mm -hmm. you know, there's like a roof, but it's like barely a roof, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like this semi-built church and um, with these wooden pews and a small stage and um, like hardwood floors and then everyone's just in the room kind of around and then one person just stepped into the like center of the room yeah. and they just started singing and then one by one like everyone started joining yeah. and it was like a chorus of voices and it was so powerful they didn't yeah. need the program no. to start no. for them to start right so they need the music it's so yeah. good it was so yeah good. how that about you crystal amazing. um i would say it's that same day but when we broke out into the uh the different sessions and mm -hmm. me and brian actually did the the vocals right and it was it was just really cool to see like the passion that they mm -hmm. have um for the music and in the passion to want to learn ours we taught them no one which they performed mm -hmm. the whole time right, there right. everywhere we went because they followed us everywhere um but it was just cool to see, to hear how um again how the differences differences mm -hmm. were with them saying oh singing soprano and even um an alto and tenor and how they lead songs right. and um even keys of the songs they say mm -hmm. they're singing in fa or sol right. um and we just say singing in the key of a or g so that was kind of um cool and just hearing the passion in the whole thing so i think that was the most memorable moment hearing the passion behind all of them really just wanting to learn yes. and trusting me, someone who kind of was like, mm -hmm. well, I'm still learning. So trusting us to kind of guide them along. That was, that was just really impactful and also changed me mm -hmm. and gave me some confidence that I yeah. needed as well. Yeah. All right. That's a good segue. Cause my next question is <laughs> how, how did, how has this trip changed you? <sighs> a lot. <laughs> you're, you're never the same right? no, when you come back not. from a trip like this. Not yeah. at all. Pick, pick one way that how, how this trip has changed you. Um, I guess I can go with that one. Uh, for me personally, like I said, it gave me confidence, but it pushed me into, mm. it let me know that I was kind of holding back from okay. what I really could do and what yeah. God's calling me to do. So it's made me feel like I can step, step out and worship even more, even when I was on the trip, I realized I'm on a trip with all leaders. They're all worship leaders yeah. and I'm not. So I was like, well, what does that say about me? What do I need to do more mm. in my worship? Mm. Um, so that, and, and it just, it just gave me the courage to want to dive in more and get close to God. I, yes. I realized, like you said, 
how close I felt to God being there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that to end when I came back. Yes. So I, my goal has just been keep that closeness right. yeah. and really just being obedient and listening to him. So it's mm-hmm. it's changed my whole life. My whole life is now like a testimony and yeah. just walking with him every day. Yeah. So yeah, it's changed my beautiful. whole life. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I think Samo was really um, empowering and humbling at the same time. Getting to... Um, so my like role on the team was spoken word mm-hmm. so I shared like a lot of poetry while I was yep. there um and it was just I wrote this poem the poem that I shared and that there. art form was new for them yeah, yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was really cool to see yes mm-hmm. yeah and seeing the the language barrier that was another memorable thing was I thought the language divide would be a barrier mm-hmm. um but it was actually really powerful the translator did an amazing job I mean translating it into their into French and um, it was really beautiful to have moments where I wasn't speaking but they were hearing the poem from him mm-hmm. and getting to see how God like was using that poem in them um, and in the room was really powerful um, yeah so I guess just not ever boxing God in, I guess. It was really beautiful to see Mm. just all the ways God was moving throughout the trip in so many different ways. And that was really powerful for me. Um, And I never expected, I wrote that, the poem that I shared there, I wrote like a year before for a conference. And um, like, I never would have expected to Mm. ever have- God was getting you ready. Yeah, Yeah. like I never would have expected at that time to see myself going on a mission trip like right. mm-hmm. um and so just never boxing anything that god gives you in um because you know he you never know how he's going to use it right. yes. you know or how he can um, multiply it and so yeah so there's somebody out there watching right now and they're thinking to themselves i could never go on a trip like that <laughs> and and if they were in this room right here now, what what would you say to them to change their mind, or to at least get them to consider the possibility mm-hmm, yeah. of? Yeah, definitely pray about it. I think that's good. Always going to God and going to Scripture, um, and going to like trusted leaders who you know hear mm-hmm. from God um, is definitely a, an important thing. Something that I did because I never saw myself going on a mission trip <laughs> no, that's either. Good. Yeah. Um, now I think yeah. that's good advice, right? Cause sometimes I think if, if there's something that we feel like we're supposed to do or that we feel like other people think we should do mm-hmm. it, we, we don't want to talk about our reluctance. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that, I think that's just a good place to start obviously yeah. is praying, but don't be afraid to tell people, I don't think I want to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Or don't be afraid to talk about those yeah. doubts or yeah. concerns. How about you? What would you tell them? Um, yeah, definitely pray about it, but also know when it's time for you to go, you will be ready to go. And God yeah. will send everyone your way to get you to go as well. Um, but yeah, I think I, I never saw myself going on a mission trip. Um, I always knew I wanted to go, yeah. but of course I looked at like trivial things. Of, oh, there's spiders. Oh, it's going to be hot right. and things like that. And I had to really get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really took self-reflection and saying, well, what can this really do for me? Like, I actually need to go. Um, So yeah, I I prayed on it a lot until I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just going to go. And and God prepared me because I did not feel prepared. I didn't feel like an adequate enough Christian to be able to go and teach. 
or help others, but he he will prepare you and get you ready mm-hmm. for that yes to be able to go on the trip. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. I would, I forgot to say this. No, but go ahead. I would say ask questions mm-hmm. um, to like, I know we're having an interest meeting. I'm yeah, come on. No, yet, that's but, good. <laughs> but ask do, questions. Do the segue. I know for me, like I had a lot of questions because I have some health issues. And so I didn't think going hmm. on a mission trip would be an option for me. Yeah. And um, the way Link does it is it's very, yes. um, they make room for you. Yes. And they, they had to go out yeah. of their they way to, they you. had to go out of their yeah. way to accommodate me. Yeah. Um, to be able to eat all, to eat food there, which is <laughs> yeah. an important thing to <laughs> yes. be able to do. Yes. And so just yeah that was a big um barrier i thought would block me from being able to go mm-hmm. but yeah. they they will get you there yeah they will make it happen that's good so let me just tell you just like we did with brennan and katrina if you are part of the city life church family and you are often here in person then you're going to see crystal and claire and so i know that they would be more than happy to answer questions that you might yeah. have about their trip personally Uh, And as Claire mentioned, and as we've already mentioned once, but I'm going to do it again at the end of the service next Saturday, there's an informational meeting. It's a kid-friendly environment. We're going to feed you. Uh, There's going to be some staff people from Link there uh, to come and uh, talk with you about the trips that are available to you to be a part of. And let, let me just close with this, that there is a deposit of God that is in you that he wants you to share with the world. And that's both here in the 757, but I'm convinced it's also in Niger, Africa. Mm -hmm. And I hope that we're gonna be going on a trip together soon. We'll see you there.